Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible. And the house is on fire. <laughs> dramatic pause for effect. Yeah, let's say that was a dramatic pause and not Keith forgetting. Um, all this to say, I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Keith of Ghost Cult Mag. Keep rolling, 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 what? Okay, that that is not <laughs> what I wanted you to say, but... All right. Thank you, Matt. I'm great. And so is Fred Durst. And what are we talking about today, Keith? Today, on the Dumb and Dumbest podcast, we're going to talk about, what else are we going to talk about that we haven't talked about every day for the last eight weeks? Coronavirus, but specifically the coronavirus pandemic and the approach to what content works and doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And also ways to keep it, uh, ways to do it that aren't cringy and sad, which I Beautifully think is important. Sad, we're seeing a lot of cringy and sad so, okay, and, so some, and some good stuff. Everyone likes to make fun of the cringy and sad. What are some of the cringy and sad things you've seen, Keith? Um, bands, don't name your EP or song, COVID-19, coronavirus, pandemic. Uh, you know, you will never do it cooler than cattle decapitation who weren't even thinking about this plague when they did it. Please don't fucking do it. It just doesn't make sense. It's not like, so Matt and I talk often marketing challenges and in the music mixer group, we talk about being evergreen, pick a way to make your messaging timeless, not timely. So obviously, sometimes being very timely allows you to jack into the you know zeitgeist of everybody and like this thing's hot right now. I jumped on a trend and I got a bunch of extra clicks, but down the road it's not going to look too cool. So you know when and, you do and also and also everyone is trying to be timely right now is the thing too. So you're you're, not, you're just another voice in a stream of the same thing. I just did a webinar where I taught content marketing to the National Association of spas and salons and i taught them a whole webinar on content marketing and i was like tiger king memes in facebook ads are fucking played out already and this yeah. has only been a few months of tiger king and it already played out i was few like it makes glorious beautiful meth smoking months exactly I, yeah i and and again i watched the show and you know, it's horrible and amazing at the same time. And, you know, animals should never be harmed or hurt. Fuck you for hurting animals. But like, you know, we all like drama. We all like some trash television and they were very smart to do this thing. And like literally the whole world was shut down by a pandemic. And that's all we did was watch Tiger King and make memes. And watch a show that reminded us about the greatness of America. Indeed. Um, I like when he ran for president as a libertarian and his campaign manager was like, I don't even think he knows what a libertarian is. That was amazing. Um, I don't think libertarians understand what a libertarianism is, but that's a whole nother story for another podcast. Um, Tiger King memes are played out. Be evergreen. Even if you want to do something 
like for the moment that's cool and capitalizes on you know a lot of memes are obviously of that moment and some of them have a long lasting power and some don't but like you know try to keep in mind that your your messaging for your band needs to be forever not you know if you look back at something uh, at this time in the future it's not going to be as funny or cool later on some of these things have an odor a stink on them that is not going to go away and make you look bad and and i do want to point out like there are there are legit like i could see legitimately interesting ways to still make a um a piece of content dubbed COVID 19 or something but it would have to be like like I, you could put out a pandemic record if like you'd already written all these songs about a pandemic which is essentially what cattle decapitation did which made it work you know um october october falls had a record called like the end of an epoch or something which like again perfect name but they had chosen that name like a year ago you know um I think that's really important to realize is like the quick cat enough people have done the cash grab already that there's no way for you to like take advantage of it. You know, that being said, can I, I just want to share my favorite piece of explicitly coronavirus derived content that I think has been really interesting. And that has been um, the band fight the fight who I work with, with both black light media and indie recordings. Um, shot a music video in the deserted streets of Oslo. So they, so they took advantage of the quarantine, you know, and, and we said in the marketing materials, like, yeah, this is because of the quarantine, yada, yada, yada. But they didn't make it, they didn't change the name of the song to quarantine or some bullshit. It's the same song that it was, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's attention grabbing because it's like, oh, this is kind of a cool thing, but it's not, you know, trying to hop on the trend bandwagon. They did a unique thing with what's going on right now. Indeed. Uh, anybody in New York City, if you wanted to ever shoot a video in Times Square without a permit and be completely unadulterated by police or anything, now is the time. Yeah. And I'm surprised more people haven't. I'm sure they have. We just, we haven't seen it yet because they're probably working on it. But uh, I have something going on Times Square on said that. Tuesday. And said that. everyone's going to fucking lose their mind. And then I've got something way more inappropriate I'm working on for Times Square that's going to be even better. <laughs> is it with Gore? I hope it is. Oh, no. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be so bad. I'm so excited. <laughs> but uh, point being. How so? I talked about some of my favorite coronavirus content. What's some of your favorite coronavirus content? Well, I definitely like a lot of the bands making masks. Uh, it's so practical. You, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. It's practical and it's it it is of right now. I have a feeling that masks are a way of life. Unfortunately, we're going to need them. Maybe not forever, but these viruses tend to come back and mutate and build resistance and come back year after year. So we will need more masks. We will need masks. Um, I know that everybody is making them. A lot of people are making them just a healthcare community. The frontline healthcare workers can have them, but it's cool that bands, you know, have jumped on the mask bandwagon, Pantera, make smirch still uh, even though they're not an active band they're protecting their legacy 
Kiss, Making of course. Making baby carriages. I guess. Kiss. There. Yeah. Um, uh, a bunch of their bands. Uh, you know, I think it's cool. I think it's a good use of resources. I think fans, they're, they're sort of priced less than a shirt or a vinyl, so fans can, you know, everybody. Yeah. It's going so that... to have a low price, low cost thing. It's going to have that same spot on your merch table as the beer koozie, except people really need this. Do you continue to use beer koozies that you pick up at home or where, carry them with you to a show and then put your beer in a koozie? Or no, no, but I'm you saying buy beer a koozie koo- once and then ends up in a draw. Beer koo- I always like selling beer koozies because it's like, it's something you can sell for $5 that like isn't completely like. And they cost like a penny to make. Yeah. Like that, that's what I'm saying is the beauty of beer koozies, you know, um, that all being said, like, I, yeah, I agree this now, one thing I want to point out, I want to be very clear on right now, anyone listening to this podcast who does masks, um, and, and is probably not playing shows, you should be giving that mask money to charity. Because if you don't, it's going to look really bad. <laughs> well, let's, yes, let's qualify that. Um, some bands need to raise money right now. Yeah, okay. If, if, if you're a professional A lot band, of bands. Are, I get it. I, I just did a live stream and I talked about, um, there's a lot of bands that are already broken up because the inactivity has killed their band. Or the loss yeah. of money. I just interviewed Will Putney yesterday, right? Will Putney's brand new grindcore hardcore supergroup and has a new record coming out he lost about 180 shows between end and fit for an autopsy this year 180 matt 180 a lot of money for that guy. working days for a band it's their whole year it's it's and he produces a lot of records so that's his whole year his producing has been postponed not canceled but still 180 shows sounds like fit for an autopsy is going to try to go to Australia late in the year when that kind of reopens with, uh, um, uh, Diorda's murder. So that's kind of exciting. He told me, but like, not really a secret, but, uh, that's a lot of money to him. And now his fans turned around and they sold, you know, they had one day of a tour and then the tour was canceled and they had to go home. Mint printed merch, bought extra records, vinyls, everything, koozies, keychains, thongs, whatever they sell, booty shorts, shot glasses, everything, pins, patches. They turned around and sold it online to their fans who were disappointed by missing out on the tour. And a lot of their fans bought up that merch and helped them. But still, that's a loss, a massive loss of income, or at least a postponement of a loss of income. This time is not coming back. I used to talk about Lamb of God, like when Randy was arrested, the band lost millions of dollars. They're, in the lifetime of their band, they're never going to make it back what they lost while he was in jail and went back to fight the, the court case against him. So when a band, which, which, athlete, which Randy Blythe didn't even have to do, which I really admire. Yeah. He definitely literally put his life in jeopardy to go back to potentially go to prison in a foreign country where he had no sovereignty and a hodgepodge legal team that somehow got him exonerated because he was innocent. Um, still a fan died and he was very sad and I'm very sad. It's a great documentary. If you ever want to see that documentary as the palace is burned, but um Bands, uh, there are bands that are going to straight up be broken up after this because of inactivity. So if you're a band that doesn't need to raise money to pay for gear storage or to offset the loss of thousands of dollars of income you need to live, 
yes, you should be donating any sales of COVID-related merch to charity, specifically those in need and those less fortunate, specifically frontline healthcare uh, relief funds like the uh, direct relief agency or music cares. But if you can't afford it and you need to make merch to sell, to make money, to survive and live, you know, definitely that's okay. And I'm not going to judge. I think it's unfair to throw everybody under a blank, you know, you know, throw everybody under a bus is a little unfair. No, that's fair. That, 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 that's accurate. But yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one, you know. Um, but I, w- you know, I would err on the side of caution, but I appreciate what you're saying. Because um, it's a weird time. You know what I mean? Um, now, that being said, other coronavirus content that I see working really well um, thus far, like obviously we talked about live streams, obviously we talked about all that stuff. But the people who are just like opening up and just showcasing stuff around their homes has been really cool to watch. Do you know what I mean, Keith? I do, I do. Who's somebody that's done that that you like? <clears throat> um, I like that Dave Grawl has like put together that series on like CNN or whatever, where people, he has like famous musicians come on and do like little co- um, home concerts. I think that's really cool to see some of those people's houses and they're just like, yeah, this is my home studio. This is what I do. You know, same with the Rolling Stones. Like, I never would have seen what Charlie Watts' living room looked like. <laughs> you know what I he mean? Does not have a, he does not have a drum kit in his house. No, he has a drum kit in his house. He just doesn't have someone to mic it up for him. I guess he's like 80. I shouldn't be so negative. Okay. Charlie Watts is a fucking badass. The best member of the Rolling Stones. Um, and you should buy my friend Mike Edison's book about, about him. Um, sympathy for the drummer, why Charlie Watts matters, available on bookstores everywhere. Did we have Mike on the podcast? We should. We should. Mike is great. Um, but the point being anything that shows authenticity, anything that's like opening the door a little bit and being like, yeah, this is what I'm about. I think has been really effective because we're all just looking to connect with people who matter to us right now. We're all just looking for ways to feel a little bit less alone. Does that sound about Indeed. right, Keith? That does yeah. sound about right, my friend. Even you know. Gene Simmons has taken, uh, you know, taken to the press to talk about the importance of wearing masks, and uh, his fans are showing a great deal of ignorance. And he, uh, he is quoted today on Blabbermouth saying, "Except those cloth masks don't keep you safe, and a medical mask is the only good one." Well, you know, so uh... he's. Uh, he's uh, I got to give it, you know, Gene sometimes sticks his nose in where it's not wanted, but at least in this instance, he's actually beating back his ignorant ass Kiss fans, his Walmart Kiss fans, and beating them back into sense. And even Gene, who is apparently a world-class germaphobe, is like, you need to be wearing a mask. Even yeah, this has to be his worst nightmare right now. Even <laughs> if it's not told to you by Kiss. Imagine, like I said, when Kiss had to start canceling meet and greets before the whole tour was canceled, you know Kiss doesn't like to give away money. They consider it giving away money could have made. When they can't, their, their meet and greets are like anywhere from a thousand to twenty five thousand fucking dollars. You know, where Paul Stanley hands you the broken Iceman guitar or fucking Gene gives you the sword that he spit the fire from for ten thousand dollars. You know how it pains them to lose that fucking money? They were being smart. They were being they were ahead of the curve yeah. for a change. I got to give it up, man. I got to give it up. The point being, spend time 
what I want, what I want everyone to do, okay, is I want you to make a list of bands in your genre that are similar to you, the hundred bands you want to most be like or play with, and go and look what each of them are doing in terms of coronavirus content, and then start to emulate that. That's really how all all you need to do is you need to sit down, make a list of the hundred bands you want to be affiliated with or you want to be associated with or whatever. And then just see what, how they're doing it and then go do the same thing. And I think if you do that. What if that, you're in a genre without a hundred other bands? Then you're lying to yourself. Um, or, I mean, we like, both know bands that have no other, I mean, Kilter doesn't really have a comparison. Yeah, but, but, but still, but Kilter could go look at Exivius and Cynic and you know, a lot of other prog metal type stuff. Like, it's, it's not bands in the genre, it's bands they want to play with. And there's definitely a hundred bands Kilter wants to play okay. You know what I mean? Um, even if, you know, like, like yeah, like, there's not, obviously not a lot of bass saxophone in uh, underground metal. Um, your baritone saxophone in underground metal. You know, like, there's still people they want to be affiliated with, people they can emulate. So, the point being, Go out, look around, try to take in what has been making sense and go from there. You know, uh, we can only uh, address so many ideas on a single podcast. That being said, if you are looking for some help to further promote what you're doing, might I recommend you take our Quarantine Promotion Challenge, a music marketing course brought to you by Keith, myself, and our friend Curtis Stewart, who couldn't be here today. And what we will be talking about in this 30-day course takes place in a Facebook group, right? So every day, you're going to have a different task to complete that will help you better market your band during, as so many ads have called it, these uncertain times, right? And so this is just about like, okay, how do we promote our band? How do we how do we grow effectively in a way that people are going to keep talking about that that's going to be tasteful and smart and, you know, build, you know, make sure that we can have a better future doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's $90 to sign up for the standard tier, 140 for the higher tier, which um, gets you some more one-on-one -on -one stuff from Keith and it gets you more, um, it gets you more one-on-one -on -one stuff from Keith and it gets you harder and more in-depth tasks. Uh, both are very much worth it, I think. I think everyone who's done one of our courses so far and actually done the steps has gotten huge value out of it. There's a reason our uh, repeat customer rate is like 90% or something. Like, you know, you, you if you do it right, you will get a lot out of it. So, point being, this has been Dumb and Dumbest. Keith, do you have any final statements before we play them out? Go listen to bass saxophonist Jerry Mulligan's greatest hits today. You won't be sorry. There you go. Um, also, if you do want in on the challenge, I, I should have pointed this out. Email me, matt at dropoutmedia.net. Uh, and those details are available in the show notes. Again, matt at dropoutmedia.net. I will answer your email. I will get you signed up. Um, if you are looking for the member discount, uh, send me an email and I'll give you details on that. They and, could uh, DM us also. 
or you could DM us. Yes. At Matt Bacon, six, six, six at ghost cult mag on Instagram. Uh, war 77 on Instagram. Do our PR 77. Do our PR 77 on Instagram. Yes. I get that wrong every time. Uh, when I say it, the point Damn being, it. this has been dumb and dumbest. You've been listening. Thank you so Are much. We done yet?